Welcome to Guaranteed Adventures and our very special creator quest with Dale from Ride on Dale. This is episode four of Eshabel Tolls, Fallen. All right, we are back. You guys have had quite the little escapade, haven't ya? We've we've done some stuff <laughs> and things. Yeah. You are now standing over two bodies. One of the infant white spine, excuse me, infant shell spine, and the other of Sage the Wolfkin. Now, for sake of the story, I'm not going to tell you when you're going to get that karma, but it will happen this episode. You can redeem karma later for assistance in major story moments. I'll share those mechanics with you once we're off the game. Mm, For today, I'm assuming that you guys would pick up the carcass, pick up the body, and take them back. Or, I don't know, you were so brutal with Mr. Sage here, I don't want to assume anything with Nyrex anymore. (laughs) I want to leave Sage's <laughs> body. Yeah. And say he died fighting the, uh, the spine. Shell spine? Shell spine. Shell yeah. Spine. Yeah. That's going to bring up some rolls. We're, we're going to be, we're going to be rolling it. But I also kind of want to leave some evidence that he did die doing it. Okay. How do you do that? I want to try and open up the shell spine's mouth and like have it basically bite down onto his leg and arm where I slashed him. So they can't find evidence that I slashed him. Interesting. And then get rid of the limbs. I would say, I, I'll, I'll give you this guidance too. If you are able to work together, I would have you force the jaw shut. Maybe Festig is the one that forces the jaw shut. And the other two pull the limb through the teeth to obfuscate the, the, the lacerated flesh from the knife. That'd be That's a little too detailed, <laughs> but that's exactly what I feel like I, would be I, I just want to plan. get rid of evidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The best way to do that is to rip through it with teeth. So I'm going to let you do that. Go ahead. Okay. Let's have you, how do you want to do this? You're rolling some kind of intelligence here, but it's kind of a technical maneuver you're pulling. So maybe do something with your party. What What do the three of you do? Do you convince your buddies to help? Like, how do you do this? I do not want this to come back and bite me in the butt. So let's let this shell spine bite him in the arm and leg. I think that would be the best route right now um and maybe we just uh show it to doug when we get back he seems like he would buy this story a little bit easier than uh fledge was the story of self-defense not good enough yes either we go with the story of self-defense or we go with the hiding of evidence well none of us are Injured, so I he is f- injured. I'm injured. Oh, that's right. You he are. slashed me first. <laughs> you are injured. I simply defended him from this shell spine, and his thankful his thanks was slashing me across my gut. So I thanked him by slicing his arm and leg. My instincts are telling me that the truth would be a better option, but if we then doctored him up a little bit to help with maybe have an injury on the injury on him to show that i defended him and then his thanks was his flash onto me or we say he he attacked us ran off fought the shell spine we do both (laughs) (laughs) or he just Uh, ran off like an idiot he was and then we saved him and then he thanked us by slashing me because that's why he's racist 
Well, <laughs> I mean, we all look fine. He's dead. <laughs> we can't hide that. Yeah. Well, that's uh, what he gets. But, well, yes. That's what I'm saying, trying to say, though. Like, what if they say, why didn't we defend him? Well, sometimes the knife slips and you hit a vein. Oopsies. <laughs> he fell. He fell on my knife nine <laughs> times. At this point, as you guys are trying to reconcile this, you're trying to make your plan. I want each of you to roll instinct. Okay. No, jeez. That's a nat one for Wintrick. That's a nat one plus two, so three for Nyrex. And that's a five okay. plus four, nine for Festig. Jeez, Festig. Coming out class, man. Okay, Festig. Yes. You are going back and forth. You try to get your, your two cents in, but it feels like these guys are just planning their own little world at this point. You, that is such a high role. I've got to honor this. <laughs> you feel through your feet, you feel the earth tremble. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's not something that's like, oh, it's an earthquake, but it's enough to have escaped the attentions of your compatriots. And then it happens again. And this time everyone feels it. Mm. Uh-oh. The we have company kind of feeling. Yeah. You Perhaps hear you almost all around you a reverberating, low rumble. It feels, it's almost like combining the roar of a waterfall, the rush of a freight train, and an explosion in slow motion coming at you faster and faster. It's at a distance, but it's coming faster and faster. And before you have the chance to react, you see a flash of white. It is not light. It is sunlight. A beam of sunlight scorching the flesh of a beast that is nearly as tall as the cavern itself. <laughs> this creature looks like the one you just felled, but its entire body is raked with scars across carapace, across flesh. But this entity's flesh and bone, it does not matter where it has a scar, thick, bony, gnarled spines have grown from those wounds. This thing is essentially doomsday from Superman, embodied in an animal. And the only thing keeping it back is this beam of light. And this, what looks like this row of superheated stone on the ground. Uh, I, the, uh, I, I believe it's time to, to go. Yep. Vestek, uh, <laughs> can, can you grab the infant? Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and roll me a brawn. I'm going to set this at a difficulty, excuse me, a four. Uh, that is a five plus two, seven. Nice. You're able to lift it up. You have to move. You can move at normal speed. I will say you can move at normal speed with that good of a roll. Okay. If, if I see him kind of falling behind a little bit, I might take, Wintrek would take like, try and straddle it between the two of them. Yeah. Okay. And go with it. Yeah. I would try to help, but I also don't have any brawn. <laughs> I'm much more the That's speed fine. precision type thing. Yeah. So I'll just be on the lookout. Okay. I think we're going to book it. As fast as Festa can go. This entity, this behemoth on the other side of the cavern, it is prowling along the edge of that glowing line of stone, 
the same way a hungry tiger might behind the wall of a cage. It is going back and forth. You feel every footstep sends shudders through the earth and through your backs. The eyes of this thing are probably the worst feature. The infant still had this kind of like black, where we have whites of our eyes, theirs is black. And the center is kind of this milky white. They're very nocturnal creatures. But this entity, one of its injuries has crossed its eye. So not only does it have bony protrusions on its eyelids, it has a deep red inside one of that specifically injured eye. And it is prowling. It is sniffing at the ground. And I think making some of you make either instinct or awareness here. I want to see if you can pick this up. Yeah. That's a five plus three for eight aware for Wintrek. Great. Five plus two instinct. So seven for Nyrex. Great. Two plus four, six instinct or festive. For awareness, that sense of empathy, you're aware that you have just killed what might be this monstrosity's baby. <laughs> you know that across the way, this thing was likely drawn to you by the cries of the baby before it was felled. That's as far as you know. Yeah. Our instinct, guys. You can tell it is sniffing at the ground. And when I say sniffing, it's it's... it's to say that would be an understatement, it's like a miniaturized tornado sucking at the dust on the ground. This thing is massive. But I don't think the smell of blood has reached its nose yet. It is aware that something was happening this way and even that one of its infants was this direction. But I don't think it is aware that it was you. In fact, let me do this one last thing. That is a natural one, I kid you not. <laughs> it does not notice Ooh. you. So, how do you proceed? Uh, in in my awareness, would I pick up that it hasn't noticed us? Or is that more of the... I, I think with you guys getting above a... I think that when you guys roll above your maximum number for your mastery die, you can ask those kinds of questions. Okay. And I think, yes, that would be your answer. Okay. He does not notice you, and you are aware of that because of your role. Okay. Then with that, I'm going to um, expend the mana that I have left, which is two, <laughs> and try and help us, keep us in the shadows, maybe make us not quite as visible. Not complete invisibility, but just, you know, not letting us. Yes. Making us harder to focus on. Yeah. I regret not grabbing a sage's sword. <laughs> <laughs> Taking this body up the ramp is a slog. This is essentially almost as near to 45 degrees as you can get. It's a little bit lower. The incline is quite steep, but you're making your way up. You are able to do it in maybe five, well, five minutes passes, 10 minutes passes, 15 minutes passes. It's not even that far. It's just you are being as quiet as possible. You're doing the best you can to stick to the shadows. You get up to the upper ramparts. You, you are able to see that ledge. You are standing on that ledge. You, you are close to the entrance of the tunnel you just left. And it's about this time that the beast, across the way, lifts its snout to the air. Two more huge <sighs> inhales before it turns and lumbers back down the direction it came from on the opposite side of this massive chamber. Hmm. I 
believe we have uh, the gods are smiling on us today. That that beast did not find us. Indeed. We should probably go back and report what we've seen so far, and report the unfortunate demise of our companion. Very unfortunate. I am so sad. <laughs> yes, you sound extremely remorseful for your... To be fair, he did start it. And took a cheap shot. So. Very cheap shot. Yes. Winshrek. Yeah. Do you want to cast your light spell again? Um, I don't think so. This is technically a dark hallway, and the ambient light was enough for this chamber, but you did have to use it going into the tunnel. It's up to you. Yeah, he'd have to wait a little bit, and then I th- I think he would. Not, ne- not nearly as expansive as it was, just something around mm-hmm. us since we've already kind of been through it. Uh, so just yeah. expending, as soon as he gets that one mana back, uh, he would okay. dispel the, uh, the cloaking spell and then bring back just a very light illumination around us. As you guys are walking up the tunnel, you're still thinking about what just happened. You've got, you've completed your mission, but at what cost? I think that as you guys are going through and you, you might be lost in your thoughts, I'm not even going to have you roll this. You become aware of a sound in the tunnel. And I'm not sure if you guys recall when you were in grade school when your teacher would play with the rain sticks, but it's it's almost like this skittering, hollow quality to it that seems to echo in from a distance. It, it comes in waves. Just... And it's all around you. Like, it goes... It comes from behind you, from the cavern you were just in, and then goes forward along the same tunnel and around the corner. It just keeps going. And then another one comes. It doesn't get faster. And it only happens maybe five or six times before it stops. I I almost want to bring back that magical energy aura and tap in to see if if it's if it's like a from a magical source. If you're using if you're using your light, you've only used one mana to do so because it's so close range and it's replenishing at one mana per second. You have five more to work with. Yeah, I think I think he is. Yeah, it, I think I will bring back that aura uh, around. Okay. That aura at that maximum effect when you burned all of your mana is going to be reduced in range. Do you want to just keep that around your immediate person or do you want to keep that around 10 feet away, 20 feet? How do you want to do I, I that? I think I want to do about 10, uh, about 10 feet away. Okay. That's only going to, I will say that's going to get you, that's an additional spell. And because of that, you can spend uh, one mana and you will spend a mana for every six seconds that the spell endures. Okay. So you're, you're going two spells at the same time. Yeah. That is the maximum number of spells you can hold and continue at once. Okay. Gotcha. So essentially now whatever I'm getting in my mana replenishing is going right out to maintain these two spells. Yes. Not only that, but because you are maintaining two spells at once, unless you find some way to make the spell permanent, you have to maintain it. And that means your concentration is going to be taken up. So you're not going to be able to really interact well unless you want to start making uh, dice saves. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I think he would just keep those two up, maintaining that concentration. I have an idea because I've got the like crushed up powder from the... um, 
oh, stones, yeah. but I, I want to maybe incorporate that into my staff and make my staff like a holding thing. But I, I'll do, I'll do that maybe in between Ooh. sessions. Sure. We could even do some build mechanics here as well. If you'd like to experiment with yeah. that. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it after though. Um, let's get out of this. Let's, let's this, do this creepy, do. uh, this creepy cave first. If anyone would like to explore further, it's great. Beyond that, we can continue out of the tunnel. I would like to continue out of the tunnel. Yep. Yeah. I'm great. I'm busy carrying the shell spine on my back. So got it, got it, yeah, got think, it, got it, got it. I think once Wintrek cast that second spell, it definitely like he just absolutely stops helping with the <laughs> shell spine. Sure. You guys exit the cave. You come back to the central atrium. And by this time you see it's like starting to take on like an open air market, which is weird because it's still subterranean. So not technically open air. Mm. But you see some goblins over on one side. They're arguing back and forth. Like one side's trying to set up one half of a uh, tent stall and the other half is trying to set up the other side, but it's unbalanced. So it topples over and they get pissed and start shouting at mm. each other. What are you doing that for? No, you shut up. You know, I was trying to do this. No, I was doing this. <laughs> There's all kinds of bickering back and forth. Then you have some Torrens that are also setting up, but they're much more invested. You see that they kind of look like contractors that are kind of you can almost picture them in the real world as those guys with hard hats before yeah. the construction actually begins they're kind of pointing at the area and looking it's at a map like, that's exactly what they're yeah. doing except that they're kind of looking at the other tunnels and trying to appraise okay this is the one like we could try going this way we could try going that way you see a rush of people coming from the tunnel to your if you were looking at it earlier in the day you would have noticed that you know of course you're coming out of the second from left if you're looking at it right mm -hmm. yep in this situation, you would be looking at it coming out of it. So to your right, that top left one on the map, you see a rush of people. There's three of them that are all carrying. There's three orcs that are carrying another orc running out of there. Out of the tunnel D, you see one orc. You see a simulacrum, which in this world is warforged. And you see a goblin the war in the simulacrum's arms now that would be fine if they were not running at the same time mm. they run to the center of the room out ahead of you guys as you're walking out and i think that's the first thing you see that first motion outside of the tunnel you see them sprinting out and going down the slope the short little slope to the rest of the area where these tents are being set up and where these stalls are being set up you can see they, they start demanding in different areas <sighs> Med where's the medical tent? Where's the medical tent? Where's the doctor? We need a doctor. And people are kind of, people are just setting up here. So they're trying to determine that themselves. Like, they kind of look at them like, who the freak do you think you're talking to? We're just trying to get by here, man. Um, so they're, they're scanning. They're doing the best they can to find help. But one of the orcs looks back, go back and help the others. And then one of the orcs, oh, okay. And he sprints off back towards tunnel B. Wintrek's going to drop the spells that he's got up and run to the, uh, Simulacrum, who has the goblin, is like, oh, what, what, what happened? How is he injured? The orc is like looking over this little goblin. You know, he's quite useful when he's not pissing me off, but he just, he wouldn't stop digging. We went down over this tunnel. We were going into a chamber of some kind, and he managed to dig his way through the wall before it collapsed. And then he kind of looks at you. He's searching you for a moment, and there's a moment where he's just like, vacant like what did i just see hmm. there's something that he wants to say but there's you need to do some prodding here how do you, 
I would recommend any of the social mechanics. How do you go about this conversation to help him talk? Uh, I was debating about whether or not to go, to go just like grab his face and try and like see into his mind and see like what actually happened. Ooh. But I think Wintrack would take the more uh, social approach. We saw uh, down the tunnel that we went, and he'll point down the, the previous tunnel, a, a massive, uh, gigantic beast uh, must have been the mother of, or a parent or an adult version of the one that we uh, brought back. Uh, these tunnels have some s- unknown things. There's magic here that I never encountered. What did you see? Well, there was certainly nothing magical about it. We just went down this tunnel. We, we hammered away at it for a while. When it finally opened up for us, it was was terrible. It was... We had... You know, we've crossed the desert. We've seen little buggers. We've seen little bugs and birds and all kinds of little creatures. But this was like anything I've ever seen. And he goes on to describe something to you. I want you to picture a scorpion. I want you to picture a king cobra. And then I want you to put them together. I want you to see that the tail of the scorpion is essentially the top end, the mouth and fangs of that cobra. The body itself does not have actual, like, shell to it like a traditional scorpion. Instead, it is that carapace, fleshy, hard skin. It still has pincers. Those actually, the bone cuts through and creates a set of almost scissors where the claws meet in the middle. It's just, it was horrible. It, is, it, it was like bleeding this green ooze. And whenever I try to touch it, it was just... He holds his hand up to you, and it is limp. It's covered in that green stuff, but it is limp. Oh. He's done his best to try and, like, keep it separated from the rest of his, his body. Mm-hmm. But that numbness and that, that ineptitude, that unable inability to move his hand is still there. I don't, I don't want you to touch it. It's just... I don't want to, I don't want to spread it around. I just... I did what I could, but yeah, he's not breathing, and and that's when his he goes white almost as as much as his his kind of dingy looking skin goes white further still mm. as he looks down at the goblin and looks back at you. That thing crawled inside its mouth, went down his throat. Um, do you mind? And he'll kind of uh, Wintrek will gesture to put the goblin down or to bring him over. Put him down, put him down. And the simulacrum will lower it down, lower him down gently. This little goblin is probably only two feet tall. He's got this cap that's been sewn together in two pieces, so it's like a little triangle, but it's it's super big and t- too droopy. It is... There's no other way for me to, to just say that he is just this diminutive, small mm-hmm. little dude, and he is unconscious. He feels limp as all get out. Uh, fist egg. Uh, Nyrex, uh, come here. I, I do not know what's going to happen. I'm going to try and uh, prod this goblin's memories and mind to see if I can find whatever is inside of him. But if he starts moving and, and reeling around... I just, like, pull out my big stick and, like... No, 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 not not, no. not the stick. <laughs> just just hold it. Oh. Just, we don't want to... We don't want to hurt this one. <laughs> Sadly puts the big stick back on his sling in the back. Uh, hold, you hold his arms or hold oh. his legs. Okay. And then Wintrek's going to put a hand uh, kind of over the goblin's eyes and then kind of 
it down is. by where his uh, stomach is, kind of the, the his cent- the goblin center, and just kind of s- yeah. pump some magic to uh, try and identify anything foreign inside this using aware. Okay, this is going to be... You're dealing with a sentient brain. This is a very complex yeah. organ. To interface with it at all, even with technological means, would be near impossible. People have done it in the modern day. With magic, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily at the end-all, be-all. We could do whatever we mm-hmm. want with it. So the challenge rating is going to be at least a six. Okay. I believe in you. You can do it. Thanks, guys. Don't roll a one. Hey, that's a four plus three is seven. You barely Ooh. made that. Ooh. The following experiences hit your mind. You take a breath. You allow your mind to draw blank. And you allow the magic to flow. It's almost like sonar for a bat. The sound goes out and then comes back. Your magic pulses into this little little being, this little guy. And when it comes back, you feel a flash of terror. You feel the light of realization. You feel frustration and anger at a collapsing wall. You feel curiosity and you feel... I think with that role, you actually realize these experiences are coming to you in reverse order. Oh. What do you want to do? You keep prodding forward, and that's putting you back further in time. Yeah. And it's getting harder to push the spell. So it's... What do, what do you do? I think Wintrek's going to switch now and just try and see if there is... Because the, the orc said that something crawled inside the, him, right? Yes. Yeah. So he's going to switch and try and find that thing that's not of the goblin. You don't have to try because your hand is over his stomach. You also get flashes of complete and total ecstasy. Oh, no. You get a flash of survive, 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 survive. You get... And it's hard for me to convey imagery right now because it is not necessarily vision-based. These are the emotions and experiences, the memories that this entity has. Mm. You feel, you sense running, 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 hide, hide, running, 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 running. But again, this is all in reverse mm-hmm. order. And that's when you realize the last thing that you remember, the last thing you push further into for this secondary entity, this second set of memories that you have accidentally stumbled upon. Brothers, brothers, sisters, 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 brothers, brothers, sisters, brothers, brothers, sisters, 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 brothers, sisters, brothers, mother, 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 mother. Oh, man. Okay. So I want to try to entice that thing to either connect with it or to create the same feeling of safety and like outside of wherever it is, is is home. Like outside of where it is, yes. is home, and that's where is safe mother outside. is. That's where safe. That's where brothers and sisters are. I would say if you were to use, you're trying to influence his will. Whatever creature, whatever beast, creature, insect, whatever this is, yeah, will would be the best modifier, the the best effect that you want to pull for this. Okay, this is going to be more difficult. Okay, 
You know, you discovered this by accident, and I wish I could give you some advantage with that. But with this one, it's going to be probably a seven on difficulty. Okay. You've got to do really well. All right. So that is, I've got to roll a five <laughs> to meet it. it, meets meets it. it okay, it. so five or a six. Nope, that's a two. So I roll four. Frick. Okay. You attempt to reach out almost telepathically to this thing to try and influence its whaleless decision-making. And you're still feeling, you felt those memories, but as you reach out to influence its will, when you influenced Sage, mm-hmm. you felt a brick wall. Yeah. It was essentially like, it was even like hard wood, but you eventually broke it. You kicked through one of those hard planks and influenced mm-hmm. his will. Here you're feeling a stone cement construction that you're trying to kick against and kick against, but it's not working. And it's at that point, you actually feel something stir under your hand that's going over his stomach. And at that moment, the goblin goes, 9,000, 900, 64. Ah!" And he sits up, he bolts up. Uh, what? (sighs) Uh, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's okay. What, what, what is your name? Ah! Do you know where you are? He looks up at the orc. It's okay. We're here. Hey, can you answer the questions? What is going on? And that's when he kind of looks to you. He's scanning you guys. He's trying to get his bearings. He's breathing heavy. So he finally just confesses the name Snickle. What was, what's going on? Snickle, how do you, how do you feel? It's Snickle. Come on now. Uh, I, 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 I apologize. I, 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 you, you can tell this guy's got some personality yeah. to him, but that he's still kind of getting his bearings. I don't, I don't know where I'm at. Okay. I, we, we were in the tunnel, we were digging, and then the wall collapsed. That's all I remember. Okay. Um... Well, uh, you must have passed out, and the rest of your group brought you brought you back, brought you here. It's at this point that the orc actually tugs on Festeg. Hmm. You're not going to tell him the truth? Like, you're not going to tell him? That thing is still inside him. I'm not the one to make the, the call here. I didn't see what happened or haven't tried to communicate with it either. When tracking uh, Um... Fickle, let us know. I don't remember. It's Snickle. Snickle. Sorry, I apologize. He's getting his green tinted skin starts to kind of go. It's weird because when you add red under green, it tends to cancel itself <laughs> out. So it just he looks like he's going pale, but that's when you know he's, he's just he's just angry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and w- Wintrek kind of kind of smiles a little bit and it's like, okay, uh, if anything changes, let. Let the healers of uh, our party know. If if you feel any weird uh, or unusual urges or think that you're going to do anything. What are you talking about? I feel just fine. Let's go. It's just fine. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Windshrek, you say your name was? Uh, yes. Great. My name's Stiff. Um, we're just going to go over here. Right. Come on. We're going to go find the healers. Just like we were talking yeah. about it. It's all fine. Yep. It's good. Is, um, and it's at that point that they sprint away. Um, is the orc still talking to Festig or still with Festig? 
No, the orc has just oh, walked okay. away and has picked up his friend and is now walking them away towards their gotcha. people. The simulacrum kind of scans the room, scans the, the group here before it finally s- spins its head one way. His body rotates to match and then he follows. Okay. It's at that point you hear something else from the other tunnel. Nine thousand seven hundred sixty-four. Nine thousand seven hundred sixty-four. And the rest of the people—they are starting to get uneasy. Yeah. There is definite unease over this festeg. Mm-hmm. I want you to roll any of the soul stats and tell me which one you pick and tell me your result. Okay. We'll go Will. Okay. And that's the one. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> that is a seven on the die. As you are listening and observing, you hear this, you hear the scream occur from the other side of the room, and you hear these two sets of numbers. And that's when you hear something in your head. Welcome home, Fledge. It is so good to have you back. Can I just think, uh, the name's Festig, not Fledge. <laughs> Fledge. Fledge. Why don't you answer me? Uh, I want the two other characters to make either instinct or awareness. Oh. Oh, gosh. That's a six, uh, not natural, for uh, aware okay. for Wintrick. The nat one plus two for instinct, so three. Okay. I'm going to focus on Wintrek. You start to see the orc that was carrying the goblin to you and now is walking away. He kind of doubles back. He, like, looks over his shoulder, like, who said that? And then you see someone else behind you at a stall that's being set up. Hello? Someone asking for Fledge? A troll bats at his head and starts hitting himself on the side of the head. Where's Fledge? Where is he? And then... Festeg. Yeah? Find me Fledge. Get me Fledge. I need you to make another Will roll. And Will specifically. specifically. Okay. That's a three this time. (laughs) Okay. Let me roll my D8. That is a crit. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. You are not seized upon. This is not a, what some might call a possession or like a, a domination kind of a spell. But your will, your decision-making, has shifted. Your priorities have changed. 
And I think that you've been focused so heavily on protecting your friends, on trying to protect, 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 that that still is intact. But the source and target of your protections has definitively shifted. How do any of you respond to what you have just seen and heard? Uh, Wintrek, I think, would uh, just start saying, uh, I think we should all exit the cavern. Uh, everyone, let's uh, get some uh, head out of the cave for a little bit and uh, we'll debrief what has been going on. Debrief what's going on. We'll we'll talk to the leadership and someone from across the way pipes up. This comes from a torrent. Wait a minute, what are you talking about? We've got over 300 people down this tunnel. We're already setting up camp for the night. <sighs> what do we get out of the tunnel? Another group from the orcish corner. What he said, we've got nearly 500 of us. And people are starting to come and argue with you now. Like, we just got done. This is our home. Why are we leaving the tunnel? And it's at that point, as this chaos begins to rise, a familiar sound comes to your ears of a rain pipe skitter scattering throughout the entire atrium of the cavern it's coming from the entrance of the cave itself and I, as you guys turn to look if you look you see the ground is writhing the stones are writhing like worms oh, oh, wait no you blink you look again those aren't stones. Those are chitinous, scorpion-like entities the size of your hand that are coming at you at almost human sprint speed with their cobra tails hissing at you. Thousands, millions coming up the way towards all of the people that have made up shop down here in the cave system. And with that, I think that's a good a spot as any to take a break for the week. Oh, <laughs> you. Come on. Ah. We're supposed to do it. We're just going to run. Like, I'm, I'm, Winter's just going to take out. Like. And this is why we oh, scout before fun. we make camp. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that was good. good. Okay. So you guys are aware you guys can take a karma point each. Okay. Karma, again, you can redeem those for story-changing events. So if you have, if you're close to death or if you do happen to die, you can exchange that to revive your character and give yourself one more roll, one more gotcha. death save. It's a big yeah. deal, but you, you've got to be judicious because you can also add that for other events as well. Um, go ahead and take yourselves five experience points as well for going through this particular adventure, this particular Ooh. episode. Um, I'll be sending you a conversion uh, chart, uh, basically a menu of what you could spend your points oh, on. Nice. For now, I'm just going to leave you guys thinking about how you're going to get yourselves out of this, knowing that the ground and walls are now writhing with scorebras. Scorebras. What's the score, bro? Right. <laughs> <laughs> For you guys, it's a nat oh, one. No! <laughs> That's my <beat. laughs> Oh, nice. Oh, that was good. Nice. This is Guaranteed Adventures. Running this adventure is Dale from Right on Dale. 
players are Tim as Wintrick, Kyle as Nyrex, and Nathan as Festig. This is a special creator quest we are doing with Dale in a TTRPG system and world he is creating. We'll see you next week for episode 5 of Eshabel Tolls.